Okay, today we have a special guest interview. My friend, coach, and mentor, Mr. Jack Andrews. Welcome, Jack. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. So on this podcast, we want to help kids around the world achieve their soccer goals, learn about our sport, and just have fun talking about soccer to help it make it more popular in the United States. So, Jack, should we just get started? Just dive right in? Let's dive right in. All right. So, please tell the audience a little bit about your background. Like, where did you grow up and what was it like there? Um, okay, so my name is uh, Jack Andrews, uh, originally from London, England, West London. Um, I started playing soccer when I was two years old. I played local club, just like you guys. Um, I got more competitive as I grew up. I was with the same club for about 12 years. Um, and then I became, uh, I went to a, a DA, and for those kids that don't know what a DA is, is a developmental academy for a professional club. I played there for about four years before going back to my original club and uh, playing competitively there. Um, I then went to another DA two years later and um, I was there for four years all over the place. And then um, four years later, a, uh, a scout from America came to watch me play and uh, asked me if I wanted to come here and play. So I took the opportunity and Left home at 18, came to college here to get my degree, and played soccer in uh, Fort Dodge, Iowa. Uh, after two years, I moved to uh, AIB in Des Moines, which is the American Institute of Business, and I graduated there, and that was it. That's all she wrote. What is your favorite soccer memory from your childhood? Wow, that's a good one. I always ask that question on my part, and I never, I never know mine. Favorite soccer would probably be when I was one of my birthdays and I went to the old Wembley Stadium. For those that don't know, the old Wembley Stadium had two towers either side. So you got to go. So I got to go there with a few of my friends. And I actually watched a women's game there. It was England versus Argentina. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah. I bet that was a really cool experience. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. It was fun. You know, speaking of which. Manchester United has the record for most home, for the biggest home win. Really? Yeah. Wow. There you it's go. Ipswich What was the score? 9 0. 9 0. Good stuff. Alright, so how did you become interested in soccer? Um, I was playing, I was at the park one day with my dad. This was when I was around two. <laughs> and uh, a team was playing at the park. My dad went over and asked. Um, yeah, my dad went over and asked if uh, they had younger kids playing, and they did. So the following week, I went and went and joined. And that was it. Who was your soccer inspiration when you were a kid versus now? Why? Why is it still the same? Um. Wow. Soccer inspiration when I was growing up, I was a forward, so I always followed top forwards in the game. So. Uh, I mean, David Beckham was always an idol of everyone's, I think, even some of the girls in England. But um, <laughs> probably mine would have been Alan Shearer, um, and then transitioning into Didier Drogba. I'm a big Chelsea fan. And then now, I'm, as I'm a coach, I'm more inspired to following coaches around the game, especially Jurgen Klopp, Pep Guardiola, 
Frank Lampard as well now. Yeah. He's player turned coach. FC Barcelona just got a new one. PK Setien. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How is soccer different in the U.S. compared to England? Um, the biggest thing would be the culture. So a lot of the kids, it's it's everywhere. So it's you're immersed in soccer all the time. So it's the number one sport in England. If you don't really play soccer, then you don't play really anything, apart from maybe rugby or cricket. Whereas here, the first choice sport is usually baseball, basketball, football, and then it's soccer. So that maybe would probably hockey. maybe hockey sometimes, yeah. So also that's your research about parents choosing soccer because it's safer in sports like here? football. Yeah. Yeah, so they've been growing that popularity mm-hmm. like that because it's because it's a safe sport, yeah. Absolutely. Especially when your brain is developing to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll fall down a couple of times when you're at that little age, but then, yeah. yeah. Alright, so where or what soccer teams have you played? So my club team was called Homer Green. It's a small village outside of High Wycombe, which is in the county of Buckinghamshire, which is in West London. A little South London, it's like South London. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, then I played for the Developmental Academy, which is Wickham Wanderers. They're currently in League One, so the third tier of English football, English soccer. And then my colleges, that's it. AIB and Iowa Central Community College. What was your favorite position? Um, when I was growing up, it was outside mid, so the number 11. But then, as I was getting a little older, around 12, 13, so I played forward. number nine. And I didn't move from the number nine until fresh, my sophomore college, I played center back for one year. Didn't go as well, so they moved me back up to the nine, and I went very well for the last two years. It's funny. <laughs> what led you to be a coach? Um, people around me, really. I want to stay in the game. I knew that I wasn't going to be a professional soccer player. Um, my uh, coach at AIB was Carlos Asabe, so he was the executive director of Vision Soccer Academy, as you know, so he got me into coaching there, and then from then on, I just loved staying in the game and teaching kids, and yeah. How did you decide where to coach? I didn't have a choice. <laughs> Carlos made me coach for Vision Soccer Academy, that was it. Kind of went with John there. Yeah, that was it. With John too. Yeah, John. John. John was coached by Carlos too, so we got in there. there Yeah, Nikki too. Nikki Polter. Yeah, shout out to Nikki Polter. Wow, blast from the past. I'm a very loyal guy too, so. Um, what is your opinion on why soccer is not as popular as this? Wow, that's a good one. Um, I think. Because of the other sports, um, if you look on TV most of the time, what's being played on ESPN and things like that is going to be basketball, it's going to be football, you're going to see mostly baseball, things like that. So when kids are watching sport, they're watching those. Um, most of everybody knows who LeBron James is, but probably not everyone knows who Cristiano Ronaldo is as far as a kid. So it comes from the parents too. For the parents, especially your guys' ages, some of the, your parents didn't even play soccer at all. Didn't. So, no. 
know, so it's good that you guys are doing this podcast. So when you do grow up, and you can pass that down to the uh, to the other kids, that's, that's like the whole goal. That's pass the whole goal, on. right? There you go. When you coach, do you have more and more players each year? Ask the question again. When you coach, do you have more and more players each year? Yes, I do. As far as how many I coach individually, yeah, or yeah. as far as is there more? Is the club growing? The yeah. club is growing. Yes. How many yes. like people? Yep. Like, so how many each yeah. Year, like, wow, this is so yeah, it's crazy. I believe I want to say I don't want to quote numbers, but I believe when I started with the club at four years ago, there was around thousand kids and I believe now in 2020 we're up to 1600 so around 600 kids adding in about five four four five years so that's crazy that's a lot and it's good because we're in a growing area too as far as walking so that's good too all right how are you spreading soccer wow that's a good one too um I have my own podcast yeah, make sure to check that out. Check Form that out. Coaching. Form coaching, yeah. Uh, we're trying to grow the game through that. Um, word of mouth. I, I talk about soccer a lot with um, like-minded people. Um, I attend symposiums and conventions. Um, I coach a wide range of soccer in the state as far as ODP, high school, and club. Um, I try to run camps as much as I can. And... As far as spreading it, social media as well. Yeah. I like to it's share share role. things, share things, and um, watch soccer videos and things like that. And make sure uh, so people know it's the number one sport in the world. Yeah. Out of, sorry, with all the soccer geeks out there listening, like yeah. you and me, how can we help spread the game? Um, how can we all do it? How can we all do it? Just doing this podcast, listening to this podcast. Um, sharing things on social media, helping out in the community as well, especially it's not just organized as far as at the club level as well. There's uh, companies like Opportunity on Deck that want to uh, provide opportunities for kids that don't have uh, as much as us yeah. that want to play and things like that. Out of all the sports that the U.S. has, which sport do you think is the most dangerous, and where do you think soccer lies on that list? Wow, good question. Uh, the most dangerous, wow. I would say the most dangerous would be American football. Because... Why do you think that? Um, head-to-head a lot. Um, just the, the, the full force of tackling... And how rough it is, yeah. Yeah. Soccer would probably rank third or fourth behind the ice, ice hockey. And that is a big one, getting your teeth smashed out. Yeah, you don't want that. Smashed in, smashed out, yeah. smashed inside. And probably baseball. Baseball's pretty dangerous. As far as that ball flying, if you're not watching. Well, don't forget wrestling. That's wrestling? That's, that's, that's pretty dangerous, dangerous too, yeah. That's the whole objective of the game. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty dangerous, too. Absolutely, yeah. Maybe even snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, it's games for sure. Yeah. Do you see athletes that have a lot of talent or have a lot of potential? But when you do, what do you think that player is doing that the average player isn't? Good question. Um, 
I think there, well, as far as when you say athlete, you mean soccer player, or do you mean any yeah, athlete? Any athletes. Any athletes? More, more likely soccer. More likely excuse. soccer? Okay, so I would say, I yeah, they're watching, <laughs> they're watching the game. They understand the game. Uh, they're practicing outside of their own practice, as far as with their teams. Um, yeah, they're constantly immersing themselves in the culture and also wanting to get better. That it's not just going to happen. You have to, yeah, exactly. You have How to practice on your own. soccer changed since you got here? Wow. So I got here around 2010, so that was 10 years ago. John might be able to help me out. How many MLS teams were there in 2010? Well, there, in 1996, there were 10. In 1996, there were 10. And now, in 2019, well, now that this new season has started, there are 26. Okay, so there's 10 extra teams. Last year, there were 24. This year they added Nashville FC and Inter Miami FC, uh -huh. and so last year I think they added uh, two more before that too. Yeah, they add. I think they add like two. We're trying to add two a year. Yeah. So yeah, you can see. Twenty 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 two. Yeah. Austin FC is going to Yeah. So I mean, so just it's probably around. But yeah, so just when I got here to now, there's a bunch of MLS teams that have joined the, the, the professional scene. And um, as far as lower leagues as well, so things like what used to be called the PDL has now changed to the USL. And there's three or four tiers of that. Hopefully that Des Moines gets one yeah. very soon. Are you guys excited about that? Yeah, it's very yeah. exciting. Yeah, we are too. Especially for all those soccer fans. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, and just more kids are playing. Yeah. As well, more it's clubs awesome. have popped up as well, so that's great. What is your opinion on the growth of uh, I think it's growing quickly. It may be growing too quickly, yeah. which could affect the growth itself. Yeah, that is um, good. Good and not good. Good and not good, yeah. So you never want to grow too quickly because then you might not be able to manage it. I think it's growing quickly, and I think there's a lot of people that are starting to get more interested in it, which is going to help the game overall. The World Cup is coming to North America in the summer of 2026. This will be a big year for the Stars and Stripes. How do you think this event will affect American soccer popularity? Um, yeah, I think everyone wants to be involved in a live sporting event. And a, lot, <laughs> a lot of people... I think once they, if they do get to attend the game, I think they'll fall in love with the game and they'll start watching it. I've read many articles about the MLS becoming a retirement famous European players. What are your thoughts? I would say it used to be, but in the in the words of Steven Gerrard when he came here, he did come here for a retirement league, but then when he did get here, he realized that it was not a retirement league. It's a lot more physically demanding than some of the European leagues. Um, I don't... Yeah. Actually, he just moved out. He's mm -hmm. now at Milan. Mm -hmm. AC Milan. He just moved from LA Galaxy. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it was the go-to. It's a go-to for the player, but it's also a go-to for the club. If you bring a big player into your club, what's what's going to happen? More people gonna, are going to follow. More people are going to follow. You're going to get more money. So, that's a big thing for that's the also, clubs, too. That's also on, like, the road 
That's a good question as well. Um, the women's game here is much bigger than the women's game anywhere else. So they have an advantage there. I think that women around the world have started to slowly catch up. And it is getting better in places like England and Sweden, Sweden and places like that. Um, wow, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, the men, the men are struggling because... Because don't want to eat my words. Well, <laughs> I'm English, so I guess I'm English, so I guess <laughs> I guess it doesn't matter. Um, I think it starts with uh, the youth programs in America, as far as developmental academies, and they're just not producing the best players we can. Yeah, there's been a lot of players that have risen up from academies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. For example, Western McKinney. Yeah, yeah, he's doing well this year. He had a good assist today. Yeah. He watched the Schalke game, <laughs> which I'm sure no one did. <laughs> or players like Reggie Cannon, too. Yeah, yeah there's some good up-and-coming players. I think they're, they're starting to do the right things. Yeah. So that's good. That's good for us. Absolutely. So, last but not least, tell us something soccer-related that we don't know about. Wow, something soccer-related that you don't know about me. That's a hard one. Um, soccer related. Could be a fact. Could be something about you. When I was when I was fifteen, I was on trial with a Premier League team called Reading. They're currently in the Championship, and the game before I went to go on the trial. I tore my MCL and LCL in my knee, so I couldn't go, they cancelled the trial, I couldn't walk for 18 months, and I never learned to drive in England ever. Wow. Okay. That's very interesting. <laughs> there you go. So I never <laughs> that, ever drove in England due to that injury. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Alright, thank you for your time and your opinion on the questions. Hope you had fun. Very special thanks to Jack Andrews and our wonderful parents for making this possible. Remember to subscribe and share the pod with your family and friends to follow us on Twitter at Rondo World Kids. Catch you, Rondo World Kids. <laughs>